Today I'm going to continue with my, uh, my theme out of the book of Romans, my theme of one anothering. And a couple of weeks ago we did part one, and which was encouraging one another. And today we'll do part two, which is about members and uh, love and harmony. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> In Washington, D.C., there's a church there called the Church of the Saviour. And at that place, they, they put a big emphasis on calling forth one another's gifts. And almost as soon as you begin worshipping there, you're confronted with the question, what are your gifts? And the congregation sees this as another, say, another way of saying, what is your call? I want to read today out of the book of Romans, chapter 12, and we'll read verses 4 through to 16. Romans 12, 4 to 16. For by, great, for by the grace given, uh, given me, I say to every one of you, do not think yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith, of, the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ... We though many form we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. <clears throat> we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. It's pretty basic, isn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, and practice hospitality. And well, we've got two verses to go. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, we love to do that, don't we? Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Okie dokie. Well, there's a lot. There's probably about four or five sermons just in that passage alone, but we're going to wrap it up today. <clears throat> as Christians, and as you know, we are one body. Therefore... Many members um, 
with one another. Now, this also means that we're called to love one another and also to live in harmony with one another. Now, the human body has many members, you know, arms, legs, neck, eyes, you know, all the rest of it. So the human body has many members, yet each member has a unique role to play. There was a, a plane, some of you might have heard this, there was a plane flying to uh, Melbourne or Brisbane a few years ago and they experienced some problems. They had to land in Sydney to, uh, to get some uh, technicians to fix the problem before they continued on to Brisbane. So when they landed in Sydney, the, um, the pilot said, look, we could be here for an hour or so. If you want to get out and stretch your legs, that's fine. So just about everybody did, and as the pilot came down the aisle, he noticed there was one lady, a blind lady, in fact, with her, um, with her Labrador beside her, and he said, um, look, would you like to get out and stretch your legs? And she said, no, no, she said, I'm okay. She said, but the dog might want to have a bit of a wander around. And the pilot says, yeah, no worries, that's all right, I'll, I'll take him for a walk. And it was a bit of a bright sunny day, so he put his sunnies on and he's standing at the top of the aeroplane door where the steps are with a pair of sunnies and a C&I dog. Nobody wanted to get back on the plane. <laughs> anyway, we have different parts of the body and each body, even the eyes, have a unique function and a unique role to play. The health and the welfare of the body depend on the proper functioning of each member. And as believers, we are tied together with the common thread of Christ. This makes us members of one another. <coughs> Excuse me. Each member is an individual and possesses their own individual gifts given by God. Now, I'm not talking about church membership as such, although it does fall into this category, but I'm more so talking about that we are members of the kingdom of God and together we make the kingdom. I guess it's the same in our church or even in our denomination. Each church in the denomination is a member and go together to make the denomination and each church has members which come together to make the church. Without members, we wouldn't have a church. We just have a building. The building is not the church, but the members are the church. The ecclesia, church means ecclesia in Greek, the ones or the called out ones. We've been called out from the world, and that's why we're here today. Hallelujah for that. Alrighty, um, moving right along. <clears throat> Each member in the church is an individual and each member possesses their own individual gifts given by God. Everyone here has different gifts. Now, some might overlap. That's cool. Okay? But each person has their own unique individual gifts. And the body, as I said before, is made up of many members. Now, in this passage, Paul uses the idea of membership to the, introduce the idea of using our gifts. Now, a bulldozer, 
It's a bulldozer is equipped to do a certain type of work, yeah? Pushing dirt and rip dirt and all the bulldozer stuff. Right? What about a train? A train is also equipped to do a certain work, but not the work of a bulldozer. It does the work of a train, yeah? Pulls the big load. A limousine. I saw a nice limousine in Geelong yesterday. It was like this stretched Porsche. It was about six Porsches long. And the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I even had to take a photo. But a limousine is equipped for a certain type of work. A coach is equipped for a certain type of work. And even a ship is equipped for a certain type of work. Now the point I want to make here, that all of these... Um, vehicles, thank you. All of these vehicles have a common thread, which is transportation. Now, they might not all transport people. A bulldozer might transport dirt from here to there or whatever, train, freight. But the common thread is that they all are involved in transportation. Now, in, to bring it back to our sermon... In this case, the body is the transportation and the different modes of that transportation are the gifts. As members of the body, sorry, as members of the body of Christ, believers have been equipped for service. Personal Bible study and prayer can help a Christian unwrap their own unique gifts of the spirit no gift is self-sufficient and no gift is unnecessary our gifts differ according to the grace that god has given us in other words god's grace deals out differing gifts to different people God gives the necessary strength or ability to use whatever gifts we have. So we are responsible to use these gifts and we should be good stewards of what God has given us. Spiritual gifts are special abilities given to believers for ministry and for purpose. The spiritual gifts are not given to us to, you know, increase our spirituality or anything like that. With the exception of praying in tongues, which is for the edification of the believer, the individual, but every other gift is for the use of being a blessing to other people healing someone else gift of interpretation someone else prophecy teaching you know serving whatever whatever they're all designed to serve the body and that's what we should do with our gifts we should serve the body part of god's call to the believer is to serve through spiritual gifts. This is only the beginning because we also need 
to relate to we also need to relate to society, don't we? And if we don't relate to society, then we'll never have any new converts. We'll never see worldly people come into salvation. So we need to use our gifts in the church, but we also need to relate to society. Love. Love should be without hypocrisy. Love should not wear a mask, but should be genuine, sincere, and unaffected by whatever's happening. And even though somebody might do something, not even to you, and you might think, oh, gee, that was a bit rugged, or didn't think a Christian would do that sort of thing, it doesn't mean we should stop loving that person. Because imagine if we did something wrong and God stopped loving us, folks, we'd be up the creek, seriously, without a paddle. So we must emulate that same attitude to others that God has to us. We should prefer to see others honoured rather than being honoured ourselves. And as we relate to society, Paul says in verse 11 that we should be diligent and not let our passions die, but stay strong in the work the Lord has given you. We're reminded of the words of Jeremiah 48.10. A curse on him who is slack in doing the Lord's work. Wow. Well, we don't want to be cursed, do we? We want to be doing the Lord's work. And it should come second nature to us. Our love must be sincere. And what does the Bible say? Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Excellent. This message is about Christ-like behaviour. Christ-like behaviour or character includes showing genuine love, that is, not being a hypocrite, avoiding evil and holding to good, respecting others, being diligent in service, demonstrating hope, joy, patience and steadfastness, meeting the needs of others, showing hospitality, living humbly and peaceably, and repaying evil with good. Quite a list there. Part of our calling is to be of the same mind or mindset towards one another. When illustrious Christians arrived, sorry, when an illustrious Christian arrived at the terminal, he's met by leaders from the church where he was to speak. The limo pulled up to take him to a plush hotel. He said, who usually entertains visiting preachers here? They are, he asked. They mentioned, oh, an elderly couple in a modest home nearby. Well, that's where I would prefer to stay, he said. I actually feel the same way. I'd much rather stay with people. And some people have wanted to put me up in a hotel. I said, no, no, just, you know, give me a bed in the back room. 
Let's mix it with the people. Keep an eye on the ego, folks, and be wise to your own opinion. Yep, we all have them, but be wise to that. We're called to show kindness towards our persecutors instead of trying to repay them, you know. And we live in a world of paybacks. I see it all the time at work at IGA. Payback, payback for this. He did that. Alrighty? Keep an eye on that. Because actually I get a, I, I get a bit of a kick out of being, um, being kind to people that persecute me. I get a bit of a kick out of that. And, um, and uh, uh, you know, gives me a bit of a buzz. I had a bloke come in one day, while, a fair while ago, and I had about four or five people lined up, and he pushed in, and he said, I want cigarettes and I want them quick. Oh, hang on, mate, you can't just push in. I'm in a hurry. I said, yeah, these people are in the express lane, they're in a hurry too. I said, you need to go to the end of the line. And then he gave me a barrage of swear words, which I can't repeat. And, but, you can't let it affect you. And so it just rolls over. And so I just let him go. And I started serving the next lady. And he got a bit angry about that. And I said, look. I said, since you've been here arguing with me, two more people have joined the line. I said, you're not having a good day. He said, I'm never coming back to this shop again. I said, that's fine. That's no worries. See you later. Next, please. You know, I could have had a different um, attitude towards him. I could have treated him like he was treating me. It didn't get, it wouldn't get you anywhere. Christians should be able to empathise with others, both believers and unbelievers. Paul commanded, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And that's fair enough. Um, because believers are a body, when one part hurts, everybody feels the pain. Everybody feels the pain. And that was never brought so home to me when my late wife passed away and not only did I well, obviously feel the hurt, but I could see that the church felt that hurt and responded to me in kind. Um, because believers are a body, I just said that, didn't I? When one part hurts, everybody feels the pain. When one is joyful, everyone can rejoice. Christians cannot be indifferent to the sufferings or joy of their fellow believers. Living in harmony with one another is something that believers must work at continually. Now, I've got a bit of a, a table here. So I've got uh, descriptions of the Christian and the result. So we've got the Christian presents himself or presents themselves to God. The result, become a sacrifice that is living and pleasing to God when we present. Okay? 
A Christian receives transformation by a renewed mind. The result? We discover and display the will of God. A Christian has spiritual gifts according to grace from God. The result? We use our spiritual gifts as part of Christ's body. It's no point... I'd like to show of hands here. How many people have still got Christmas presents from last year under the tree? Well, we don't do it, do we? We open them and we use them. Except my mum got a butter dish given to her for a wedding present and it was beautiful glass thing with a flash knife, but she never ever opened it and years, she just had it there on the shelf and you could see it through the, through the plastic cover. Years and years went by, like about 20 or 30 years went by or something, and she thought, I've never used this, I've never opened it, I've just looked at it. So she wrapped up and gave it to someone for Christmas. You know who it was? <laughs> the lady that gave it to her in the first place. <laughs> was she embarrassed? <laughs> so... We must use our spiritual gifts as part of the body. We don't, we don't have our Christmas gifts still wrapped up. We use them. And if God's given you a gift, why keep it hidden when it is meant to be unwrapped and used? So important. Okay. Um, what do we got? Where are we up to? Honours the honours civil law. The civil law is the law of the land, like speeding, stealing, you know, all the things we're not allowed to do. And the result is also that we will honour God. Honour man, honour God. Honour God, honour man. It works both ways. And if you honour God, do you know what he'll do? He'll also honour you. Yep, he will shower the blessings on you. He loves diligence. He loves passion. Okay, love others and you're fulfilling God's law. Pursue peace and you serve to edify everybody. Become like-minded towards others and you will glorify God with others. So... Um, where are we let me wrap it up one last sentence pray that God will help us to use our gifts to show genuine love and to live in harmony with one another okie dokie pray that God will help us to use our gifts show genuine love and live in harmony with one another I've been a bit pressed for time. I've rushed through it a bit, but I really hope and pray that you've grabbed a hold of a few things out of there and, um, and you can plant them in your heart and, and we can see the outworking of that. At some stage down the track, I would really like to do some teaching on gifts in, in a more specific way. I don't know when that'll be, but one day. But anyway, let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. You are a totally awesome 
and fabulous God. I love you so much, Lord. And I'm sure we all love you so much. You are just amazing. How you have even created the whole universe, the stars and the plants and all the stuff, trees, the intricates to the human eye. Lord, how could these things happen by accident? Cannot imagine people believing that. I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to get a good handle on where you're coming from in respect to our lives and our ministry. I pray, Lord, we'll speak to you often, that we'll give it our best. We'll go 110%, Lord, and, and you fill in the blanks for us, Lord, when we struggle. Be there for us. Help us, Lord. It's what we want to do. It's what we want to do. We want to serve you more and more, better and better. Lord, we want to see people get their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Then we want to disciple them and, and, and get them along the, the track as Christian. Baptism and baptism in the Spirit. All of that, Lord. It's what we want. It's just what we want. Lord, empower us as individuals. Empower us as a church, as a church body. Lord, maybe we might grow so much we can plant a church somewhere. Who knows? Lord, there's no limits with you. We pray your blessing upon us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Gaza.